0: Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Big Ken, a retired teacher bringing you lessons each week he's learned in the hobby by taking you behind the table and inside the mind of a dealer and a collector. Sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing being graded here is the cards. Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast. I'm your host, Big Ken, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on a streaming service, please like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell so you'll be notified whenever I drop any new content. Welcome, and thanks for being here. Uh, First things first, I only set up Saturday at the Fenway show. It was a two-day show. It was Saturday and Sunday. I only set up on Saturday. I had some family things going on on Sunday and had to give up my sunday table and uh you know family family first right um i apologize if anyone showed up sunday looking for me and i wasn't there but i was there saturday i did see a ton of people uh so let's get into it um this is one of those shows uh, the fenway show that you know making plans for this show The plan that I had set in place on Monday, this past Monday, completely changed twice before Friday, before the show even started. Things had changed. You know, it started out, I was driving and setting up alone uh, this weekend for two days. Uh, Then Wednesday, uh, Rob, sports card therapist, calls. He says his plans changed and he was able to attend the show. So we were going to split my table. Uh, then Friday, uh, he gets a call from someone who can't make the show on Saturday, uh, and offers him his Saturday table. So now I'm back to having a full table and then some family stuff came up for me. Now I'm only end up going to be there Saturday. So these are all the things that change. Usually, you know, when I make these plans for these shows, they don't change, you know, they're pretty much set in stone weeks and weeks before. And this was just one of those shows that things kept changing and changing, uh, before the show actually even got here. Uh, and I talked, you know, uh, last week, you you know, you have to make inventory choices, you know, when you're setting up for the show. So if you, you know, a whole table versus a half table, So, you know, I was prepared. I set things up for a six foot table uh, and then Rob was coming. I was going to cut it down to three feet, started changing things around a little bit. Then last minute, I'm back to a six foot table again and, you know, putting stuff, you know, back together again. So I kind of, uh, you know, pulled things apart and put them back together a couple of times, which is really not bad. I, I, you know, somehow uh, I seem to enjoy doing that and I'm always like, changing things up all the time at the last minute so on saturday morning uh rob met me 5 10 a.m and we were off to fenway uh dealers set up doors were opening at seven we arrived exactly at seven o'clock i think it was 6 59 uh and we pulled up and parked in the street there was already a line of people waiting to get in and i'm gonna start off by saying my first impressions from the time I arrived, we pulled up until the time the show started. We're a little negative. I'm going to honestly say that. Uh, Things changed along the way, but I'm going to say, you know, give you, I talk about, you know, how I'm feeling, what's going on in my mind. And this is it. I showed up, you know, there was a line to get in and seven came, 703, 705, 710. And then all of a sudden I saw the gate open and I said, okay, so we're just 10 minutes late standing out here in the street with our carts, you know, waiting to get in. And uh, then next thing, you know, somebody's coming around and they're telling you to open up your boxes and your cases. They want to look in. I I said, wait, what? (laughs) I mean, look at these people, look at everybody's got this stuff, you know, and then it turned into by the time he got, to us it was just our car, our black card cases our Zion boxes and you know whatever else because I had two big plastic I talk about my plastic bins right I actually had three plastic bins because I had some wax with me too uh, and all he wanted to do so I had to unpack my cart to get my Zion box out to open it up to show him my cards in my Zion box so he could put a, a sticker on it to say that it had been inspected. So I just kind of shaking my head you know things will get better, breathe. <laughs> uh, so we got in, got checked in. Um, there were which I thought there wasn't going to be because all the people I was talking to about the parking they said they had set up on they came and set up on Friday and they all already all already had their free parking passes. And I know in the email it said they were very limited and I thought to myself, there's probably not going to be many left for Saturday morning the parking passes. but I was wrong there were parking passes available so uh after we uh rolled the carts inside i had to go grab the car and then go park it find the parking the parking area uh and then walk back to the show um so when i get to my table and you know they they sent um you know a design of the setup and it was funny cuz a Couple of times I looked at it and I thought to myself, what what are these things? They had these like squares within our square, there were these squares, and one was like right right behind where my table was. So when I arrived, I realized it was this big cement block with this pillar in it that was holding up the uh the bleachers, right? Because the the, the show um well, I'll get into that in a minute, but anyways, between my table and this big cement block, there was two feet, literally two feet, and I was like, "How am I going to even maneuver behind this thing?" And and you know, the, the 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 person on the other side of that block had the same problem as I did, but nobody else in the block. I just had to be the unlucky one to get this, to get this seats, uh, get this table. So what I did because there were the other people that were set up next to us, their stuff was already like there but they weren't there. They, you know, they hadn't actually set their tables up yet. They, there was just carts there and stuff, you know, wrapped up. So I proceeded to go pull my table out till I had enough room. And then I pulled everybody else's table out to match. So nobody knew that I was pulled out. And, uh, you know, that's, and I'll say that's one of those dealer hacks that, you know, Rob and I, when we go to any show, uh, when you get there early or you're there before your neighbors, if you need to slide some tables to give yourself a little extra room, you can without people really noticing, right? So if you show up late and people are already setting their stuff up, you can't start saying, hey, can you move your table? But when these tables have nothing on them, we can kind of pull them out or, or slide them over just to give ourselves a little bit of room if we need to. So definitely one of, uh, one of the reasons we like to show up early or as early as we can. Um, so the venue itself was basically, it, it was outside, but under the bleachers, right? And, uh, you know, one of the things that kept going through my mind all day was, uh, and when I say bleachers, I just don't want you to think it's like I'm looking up and seeing like, the sky. There was cement, like it was all cement above us. But looking forward, it was all wide open. I could see right outside looking straight ahead. I could see outside. And if I turned around because the field was actually behind me, if I turned around, there was the walkways to go into the field uh, on the opposite side. Uh, So the area we were in is where if you were at the game and you wanted to go get, go use the bathroom or go get Buy a beer or soda or some popcorn or whatever. This is the area. This was the kind of runway that runs around the whole stadium, and that's where the show was there. So they were calling for heavy rain on Saturday, and I thought to myself, "I'm just looking at the setup. Is once if it starts raining, this these floors are just gonna, the water is just going to run in here." That was my thought. That this is what's going to happen. Um and I also thought that, um, you know, people weren't going to want to come out in the rain if they knew this was kind of an outside venue in the rain because they had three sections set up for this and you had to walk through the rain to get to each section. Um, and I think there may have been a way if you kind of stay close on one side that you didn't have to. But the even if you wanted, like when I wanted to go get some food I had to actually walk outside in the rain to get to get and and it was only maybe 30 or 40 feet away from me but I had to walk had to walk through the rain to get it and I do want to say in my own defense about my negativity is I reached out to a number of people who did this show last year and I talked I said I was going to You know reach out to people and just get as much information as i can kind of because i don't know the show but maybe they know it i can get information from them and last year it was inside so the information i was getting people were saying you know last year it was inside the room wouldn't wasn't big enough to hold all these tables so they knew it was wasn't going to be the same it was going to be somewhere in that stadium but not in the same area it was last year so you know i got some information but i probably had no more information than they had um and the way my table was set up um and i will say this now i complained about this cement pillar being behind me but I was one of the areas that when the water did come in later in the day when it was raining, that it took almost till four o'clock or four 30 until the floor around me got damp. Uh, where I know to my left and my right, you know, you could see the water on the floor, probably, uh, you know, like one o'clock, two o'clock uh, you could see the water there. Um, but where we were, we stayed pretty dry. So it was probably a benefit. I mean, in our whole square stayed dry. So maybe I didn't need this cement block right behind me, right? But uh, it was a benefit being in the area where we were in because we stayed pretty dry. Even the stuff on the floor stayed pretty dry the whole day. Um, and it was probably good Rob ended up with his own table because I don't know how the two of us would have fit. <laughs> between this table and that pillar and the, in in this little area that we had, because there was really nowhere else that, you know, for me, just to even walk out there, like people had their, their carts and their boxes and their, you know, it was, it was kind of going through a maze if you had to go to the bathroom or get out of there. So, um, so just seeing all this, when I showed up, I was just shaking my head like, oh, this is going to be a long day here. Um. But I was wrong. (laughs) I was wrong. I mean, once this show got going, man, did it just, it just got going. It was, it was busy. Um, and I was asking people because I knew it extended a good ways around the building that I, I hadn't gotten to, um, A lot of the people I asked, the attendees, I said, how is the show? I mean, have you been to the other side? What do you see? And a number of them, they complimented the the setup, saying there was just a nice flow that when you came in, you could just start on one end and just go all the way down and then come all the way back to this end. Uh, And I couldn't honestly agree or disagree because when that, you know, that show was crowded from from when those doors opened at 9 a.m. till they closed at 5 p.m. I never got time, you know, to walk around. I talk about having time to walk around and do some shopping. Um and in the morning I wasn't able to because you know we we I said we got in there late we really didn't get in. Probably didn't really get to start setting up my table till about 745. Uh by the time I was done it was probably 815, 820. You know, I kind of walked around. I, I knew some people, you know, I visited with a couple people, you know, I'm looking in some cases and I looked at my, and it was nine Oh one. And I, cause I, I could just, you know, you also, it was starting to get louder. And I kind of looked back at my table and I saw there was a whole bunch of people around. I'm like, Oh my God, the, the show's already started. Um, So I didn't have a, I didn't have a chance to walk around the show. I just did not have a chance to do any shopping at all, or even to go see, you know, how well it was being traveled on the other side because our side was just so busy. I never The only time I left was to go to the bathroom. Um, and it was a great show for me. I sold mostly football. I think this is it. I think now, you know, football's back into prime swing. Now, um, I sold mostly football graded and stuff from my five row box. I talked about last week, putting that together, that, that was a hit. You know, I sold a lot of stuff out of that five row box. Um, and I was pretty excited to sell a lot of non-sports cards, probably sold more non-sports cards at this show than I've sold at any other show and probably almost combined. Right. Uh, and I've been carrying a lot of non-sports stuff. You know, I, you guys, have you've seen the videos, I've graded a lot of music cards. Um, I've graded a lot of uh, pop century cards. Um, Things like that. And yeah, I was excited that, you know, I was excited that they were selling. Um, You know, I'm going to jump into a quick story from the show, and then we'll talk about the inventory I was selling. But right at the beginning of the show, one of the first kids that came up to my table was like a 12-year-old kid. uh, He came up, he saw, I had a Trevor Lawrence autographed no huddle, PSA 9. Uh, And he was like, oh, he's looking at the card. He goes, oh, that's my dream card. That's my grail card. He says, can I see the cards? I took the card out and he's looking at it and he goes, okay, I I have some good trade stuff. And he pulled some cards out. He had some decent cards, but nothing I was interested in. Um, I said, no. And he says, okay. He says, I'm going to go sell these cards and I'm going to come back. So he came back like three more times. And each time he came back, he came back with better cards. And the third time he came back, he said, I have these cards. I have some cash now. You know, he had basketball cards. He had baseball cards. They were great cards, but I I don't do anything with that. I don't do anything with basketball, baseball. And I said, I really don't. I said, these are great cards, though. I said, I'm sure you could sell these cards. Um, And he said, "Okay." He said, but could you just do me a huge favor? Don't sell this card until I come back. I said, okay, I, I agree. I won't sell it till you come back. I said, I'll be here all day. And uh, football was selling. There was a lot, I was selling a lot of football cards and and I, I was almost had a feeling I might've broken the kid's heart, you know, if I would've sold the card. Uh, but about 30 minutes later, uh, he came back to the table, he had a smile in his face. And and he says, and I quote, I'm prepared to make an all cash offer on the Trevor Lawrence card. <laughs> I started laughing. Uh and I thought to myself, man, it, it, you know, it didn't matter what his offer was as long as he was close because, you know, we're about 3 hours into the show and I know this kid was just working on this card and he kept coming back to make sure I had the card. Uh and, and at that time, you know, you, you feel it's like 12 years old, right? You feel like I'm dealing with a, you know, a real sharp businessman because a lot of these kids, they they can really, you know, they can really work at these shows. Uh and, and it was, it was looking great until, you know, I accepted his offer and he reaches into his pocket and he just throws a pile of crinkled up money on my, on on my, uh, on my case. And I'm looking and there's a guy behind him and I thought it was his dad at first and he was laughing. I was laughing. I said, Oh, okay, well let's count this up. And it was, they were all like just crushed up hundreds, fifties, twenties. And, uh, he actually had $40 $40 more than what he offered for the card that I accepted. And uh, he looked at me. I looked at him. I said, no, that, that 40 is yours. And I took the card out and I handed him the card. And, it, you know, the kid was just beaming. And and it, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me when I went to Tor- the Toronto show back in April and I saw the Mike Tyson card. And I, you know, went around and I was moving cards at that show and he was able to do it in a few hours for this card. You know, it took me over a day to do it to get get my Mike Tyson. But you know, I, I I I kind of felt like I I knew his feeling. I knew what he was feeling when he was finally able to accomplish getting this card. Um, for a for a kid his age, I mean, I don't know how long I'll have that card, but it was. Will- the reward was worth the work he put in for it that day. Um, And hands down, it was my favorite sale of the day. Uh, The music cards that I was selling, the music cards were hot. You know, I I had um, a Taylor Swift card that was probably one of the hottest cards in my case. And of course, Taylor Swift was playing this weekend uh, at Gillette Stadium. Um, And what the music cards, not so much the musician themselves, but the cards themselves, where they came from, uh, you know what they were in, and you know what the population is on these cards. So you know, when I sell something, I like to have as much knowledge as I can. So I, you know, on these cards, I've really picked up a lot of knowledge on the cards even before I even bought them or sent them out to grading. I had a lot of knowledge on them, and I've set up at shows and people have kind of looked at it and i and i've started like maybe even talking about it and they're like oh yeah that's nice you know they were not really interested in the card and here i was trying to tell my story and pass my knowledge on and nobody was really interested you know so this weekend was a little different people were stopping they were asking questions they were asking me the asking me those questions that of the knowledge that i had that i was happy to start sharing it with them and talk about these cards and you know it It was fun for me. It was fun for me to be able to, you know, not only sell these cards, but be able to talk about these cards. Um, The Taylor Swift cards sold to uh, people that were attending that concert that night, Saturday night. So excited to have it. Um, I had some Game of Thrones cards and uh, a guy had come up who was... He's been collecting them for a while, but he's really gotten serious into it. Now he really wanted to collect them and he came up and I had a number of cards and he said, can we make a deal on all of them? Of course we can. And he bought them He really excited. Right. I even had some wrestling cards that I didn't even have room on my, on my, in, on my table or in my cases for, but I did bring them and I had them on a little stand next to me and I had the top off and, the reason I had it off is because I had, I had two soccer cards and somebody said, do you have any more soccer cards? I said, yeah. And I just reached in that box and I handed him the cards and let them go through. So the top was off. And I think the the guy had saw one of the wrestling cards there. And he said, I'm interested in wrestling. Do you have any? I said, of course I do put them out. And he bought like half the pack or the, the half of those cards. I probably handed him 15 cards. I think he bought probably seven or eight of those wrestling cards. So, just this non-sports things that, you know, you go to, this show's two hours away, right? And I travel to New Jersey, to New York, to Long Island. I do the local shows in Connecticut. And there hasn't been um, a lot of interest in a lot of these cards. There just hasn't been. People have looked at them. They, you know, they thought they were great. I know last last week, when I drove up to the flipping Card Show and uh, I had that Taylor Swift card out in front, how many people picked up that card and handled that card? He just held that card and wanted that card and you know, but nobody ever bought the card. That was the most interest that I really had that I saw in any of the music cards that I had um, until this weekend. Uh, there was a lot of interest and even these uh, American pie cards that I bought and I graded a bunch of the cards. People love these cards. They were buying these cards. Um, So it was great just to be in a different market in a different place. And all of a sudden that case with all the non-sports, the pop culture cards were, were as hot as my case of football. So who, who would know? I mean, sometimes I, I think that um, I'm on the right path, but I was just a little early, right? I think I think this this you know non sports pop culture stuff I think is just me, just me, and this is certainly not a pump and dump, but I just think that they're uh, they're on the up and coming, and and I'm excited to be and on, on the ground floor, and you know hopefully there's it'll keep up and it'll keep momentum uh, because I, I kind of like that lane. I, I needed, I need something a little more than football and I really enjoy that stuff. So I'm really hoping that, um, it can hold up in the market that people, you know, that there's an interest for it because I really enjoy selling it. Uh, I saw, you know, so many familiar faces at this show, but I saw a ton of new ones too. And, and that, you know, a lot of people coming up, you know, say, Hey, I I listen to the podcast and introducing themselves. Just love that. Love being able to, you know, people from all over that one way or another found this podcast and, and started listening and take, took the time to come introduce themselves and meet me, you know, really, really excited about that. Um, shout out to my man jason my old neighbor if you remember if you've been if you've been around since season season one uh he was my neighbor before i moved at the cardboard collaborative uh he seems to find his way to all these shows uh always good to see him and he came bearing gifts this weekend um he uh he brought me uh and i'm gonna hold it up here uh prism uh lisa leslie autographed card um So I was excited about that. Uh, He found it somewhere, he had a card show and knew I was collecting that and brought it to me. So I really appreciate that. Uh, Definitely a huge shout out to him. Uh, Shout out to my man, Tom at uh, Kirill underscore recognize underscore real. So if you follow the comments from the last episode uh, where I talked about buying some Sue Bird cards off of Neil, uh, in the episode, I referred to one of the Sue Bird cards as a rookie card. So Tom commented, said, um, "Either either you got bamboozled or you misspoke." <laughs> and and I you know I responded, I said, "Oh, I I misspoke if I called it a rookie. My apologies, you know." And I know Tom and you know Tom and I are good friends, and uh, and I know Tom knew the card because. He owns the true rookie card. He has it in his case, and I've I've seen it in his case a time or two. Um, so after this weekend, um, I now own the true bird rookie card. This is it right here, and this one is graded uh, BGS nine. Uh, and yeah, Tom, we have you know made a trade, and uh, I was able to acquire this card. So I was excited about that. Thanks for letting that one go, Tom. Uh, and a shout out, uh, Brian, not on social media, listener of the podcast, stopped by the table to introduce himself. Just a really great guy, active military, uh, who has just done a, a ton of research about the history of the hobby itself. Uh, and after our short conversation, I realized he had such a wealth of information about this, the part of this hobby itself that, I mean, I don't know And, and, you know, really much about, and I just don't know how many people do. Um, and, uh, he was asking me if there was, if I knew of any podcasts, you know, that just dealt with just the history of the hobby and I didn't. So if anybody out there does, you know, throw something in the comments, um, and, and Brian uh if you need I know you're not on social media and you know we we talked a little bit not a lot and you left and uh you know hit me up you can I know you can I sure you have access to email you can send me uh an email at uh sportscardlessons uh at gmail.com definitely send me an email I definitely want to keep in touch keep that conversation going uh shout out to all the listeners and hobby friends uh, that came by to see me just always a good time to see people at card shows um and and you know it's uh, even uh even Neil who I met last week was back back again this week and and it, it just becomes you know, so great that you talk about things with people and then they show up and they, you know, me being a teacher, I I mean, I know I make a great student too, but I love when people come to me with information, you know, especially on things that I'm interested in. Right. And, uh, you know, he came back, he was at the show. I saw him at the show the week before, and then he was back, uh, at this show and he had brought some cards that we talked about. He brought some cards to share with me and things like that. Just, just a great, you know, Just love setting up at this shows, love meeting people and seeing people. People really make these shows great. Uh, At the completion of the show, uh, I had to walk in the pouring rain to get my car and drive it back and to load up in the pouring rain and then drive two hours back home. Uh, And at that point, my hobby day did not end there. Uh, as I talked about on Thursday's episode, I was on Sports Cards Live with Jeremy Lee uh, Saturday night. So that ran from 10 to 11.30. And I appreciate all the listeners here that were there watching. I could see so many familiar names coming through the chat. So I definitely appreciate the support um, on that. And that, if you missed that and you want to go back and see it, uh sports cards live with jeremy lee it's on youtube you can go back and uh, check that out it it is there uh last thing before i go one of the things i've been playing with is rating the shows you know become become this thing where i'm um, breaking all the shows down and talking about them and i've also often thought you know Should I rate the show? Should I rank the shows? You know, so I said, I'll leave leave that up to the listeners. That's something you'd want to see or hear or maybe something we could have fun with. Right. Just so if you have have any opinion on it, leave a comment. Uh, You know, should I start rating some shows and what scale would we suggest? You know, one to five stars, two thumbs up, you know, be creative. Let me know what you think. That's all I have for you now. I will be back Thursday with a brand new episode. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please like, definitely subscribe. And most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. And until next time, take care of yourselves and everyone around you.